comic books, video games, television, and movies. These barely Irish assholes must band together to make sense of it all. It's not news, it's... is the Utterly Nonsense podcast, as you probably already know, considering you most likely clicked on this in order to be listening to it. And if you are listening to this on Thanksgiving, which may or may not be the day that I release it, I hope you're having, or had, a good holiday. And today, we're going to talk about something that I think we're thankful for. I guess I should be thankful. Because we each have probably a plethora of memories about it, so it's going to be a retrospective of... Super Smash so I know, Paris, you're here with us again. I think the last time you were here, we talked about Avatar. Yes. Are you sure? I could have sworn we had him on sometime after that. That just seems like so long ago. <laughs> Cause, nope, uh, it was it was Avatar. I drew the, uh, the the thumbnail and everything. That I remember distinctly. But uh, and I also remember like we started recording that episode at like midnight on a Saturday, and I, I, you know nah, I ended up yeah. going to bed at like four a.m. that night. <laughs> um, nah, I think we just, I think we just talked a lot for a long time at the event. Well, yeah, we split into two episodes. We had like well over three hours of uh, stuff to talk about. Yeah. So before we get into whatever it is we're going to get into, Paris, do you have any opening thoughts that you want to get out in the air right now? Oh boy! So you want to want us to begin with like our history, or you want me to like talk about the DLC? Where do we start? Yeah, well, yeah. First, I should say uh, what prompted this is that they finally last month, I think over a month or maybe just a month at this point, announced the final DLC character, which was Sora for Smash Ultimate. And so uh, it was at that point we said, or I think you said you'd have a bunch of ideas to talk about if we ever got into it. So a hundred percent. If there's any topic I can talk about, it's Smash Brothers. So how did you first get into Smash as a series? It all began in the year nine, like I guess like nineteen ninety eight. Uh, my parents had N sixty four. I think original Smash. Uh, yeah, I think that's when the game came out. It was ninety nine. Ninety nine. <laughs> it was the year nineteen ninety nine. Uh, I my parents had an N sixty four, and they were they bought Smash Brothers. Probably because they saw Mario and they assumed I'd like it, I guess. But mostly it was probably for them because they played games and I just kind of got them secondhand. And, you know, that's what I learned. That's where I discovered a lot of uh, characters that we, I know today, like Kirby or uh, that, that's Captain Falcon, Ness. Uh, before that, I think I only knew Pikachu and Yoshi. So <laughs> it was a. Oh, and Mario, of course. But I will say, you know, I got into Smash probably before I got into most Nintendo games, uh, with the exception being uh, Zelda. You know, I, I played Zelda probably. It, I do distinctly remember when Waker was the first game I got for GameCube. Smash was like second or third. So it was very much early on there. Um, with the exception of Zelda, I, I really didn't play many Nintendo games prior to Smash Bros. So that was really my gateway into this franchise and really got me interested in these characters and really made me want to play some of these other games. 
For me, my first Smash was Melee, and I got it in 2003, I believe. I remember uh, my parents taking me to, it was Toys R Us back when that still existed. I was getting a GameCube, and of course, you get a GameCube, you have to get one game. Uh, You know what? I actually knew about Smash before I had the GameCube, and it was going to be the first game I got, but they didn't have it when I was there, so instead I got Mario Sunshine. But anyway, I got, at some point later, I think it was the summer or something, I ended up getting Smash Bros. Melee, and yeah, like you, I didn't know that many characters in it. I knew all the Marios, I knew Link, and I knew Pokemon, and that was pretty much it. So for me, that was also my introduction into this broader, extended universe of characters. And oh boy, that was the beginning of what would be a long, glorious journey. (laughs) (laughs) A very long journey. I remember distinctly... I went into it not really being that much of a gamer, really not having played that much on GameCube. Like, uh, again, it was like one of the early games I got on GameCube, so I had mostly just been playing Wind Waker, and uh, I, I got Four Swords Adventures around the same time, too. So this was like probably 2006, 2007, somewhere in there. Um, so, I, you know, I, I, I was like maybe 9 or 10, maybe 11 at the absolute oldest. And I remember distinctly uh a friend of mine who i grew up with i was at a sleepover at his house he lived like 10 minutes away from me and he was telling me oh we gotta play super smash bros and i was like super smash bros what is that (laughs) i've never heard of that before because you know at at that time you really didn't see the same sort of ads on tv for games that you see now right like uh you might have a generic nintendo ad once in a while but for something like smash bros it just completely flew under my radar um, I remember playing as Kirby just because he looked like a fun character and, you know, I, I didn't know what to expect and just immediately falling in love with the actual fighting mechanics, just immediately falling in love with the characters. And, you know, that made me basically convince my parents to buy it for me for my birthday and, you know, rest is history. So you never got to see the commercial for N64 where Mario, Donkey Kong, Pikachu, and Yoshi were like skipping merrily. The only one for me is you. Something's gone wrong in the happy-go-lucky world of Nintendo. Introducing Super Smash Brothers, where all your favorite characters go toe-to-toe in one four-player star-studded slam fest only on Nintendo 64. Well, I was born in 1997, so that's a little bit before my time. Well, no, well, you're right, yeah. I don't think you would have comprehended it at, like, two. (laughs) No, the GameCube was very much the console that I grew up with. Um, it was the first one that I had, like saved up all my money, and I remember distinctly it was ninety nine ninety nine when I bought it. So I had saved up a hundred dollars and went to the Toys R Us and bought my uh, platinum silver limited edition GameCube. I don't think it's actually limited edition because it seems like most people had that color GameCube, right? Yeah, that's the one I got. Yeah, exactly. So it is. It was either that or the. Uh, I I saw the navy blue one every once in a while. Indigo. Yeah, indigo, indigo. So or purple, as some would say. Yeah, purple it, was mine. Yeah. So, but for whatever reason, silver, despite being or platinum, despite being the limited edition, and I'm doing the air quotes here. You can't see me because this is audio only. But uh, despite being the limited edition one, any one of my friends who actually had a GameCube, who sort of pressured me into getting a GameCube, had this platinum GameCube. So, you know, it wasn't really that limited edition. Uh, I I think they released some, like, old ones later on that were much more limited edition. But, you know, 
that's besides the point. I just remember going there and the choice being, all right, there's a purple one, there's a black one, and there's a silver one. And I thought, hey, silver, looks cool. silver is shiny. That means it's <laughs> cool. I want that one. <laughs> Uh, I didn't know the GameCube even existed till one day I came home from school. Uh, I, it was like four o'clock. I walk into my room and I see my lights on and my mom was already in the room. She had attached the GameCube to my television. She was playing Mario Sunshine and she was 17 <laughs> shine sprites deep. And before I could like begin trying to figure out what was happening there, I looked at the dresser and I saw Super Smash Bros. Melee and Luigi's Mansion next to the GameCube. Mm. And, and then she just turns to me and says, oh, you're back. Because she didn't have enough room <laughs> to put the GameCube on her dresser because the PS2 was in the way. Mm. So that's my GameCube. That's my history of GameCube. I didn't know it existed. It was like it just showed up like magic to me. I remember because I was always like the last of my friends to get anything tech related, right? Like I was the last person to have GameCube. I was the last person to have a PS3. Last person to have a cell phone. So I always felt like I was missing out that way. I wish I sort of grew up with the kind of parents who would just like buy me shit I wanted. But, you know, it was part of their whole plan to like make me more mature and make me less dependent on what crowds wanted to do. That's smart. <laughs> yeah, no, it's good parenting in retrospect. My parents totally bought all that for themselves. I just came back and <laughs> disappointed that I, I wanted to play it. <laughs> yeah, I, I do know my dad bought the PS2 for himself. And then my mom gave it away to my cousin one year without consulting me. <laughs> So I have all these PS2 games just somewhere in my house with nothing to play them on because the PS3 is not backwards compatible like I thought when I bought it. There's like a version of it that is, if I recall. So I remember like I got the game, but I couldn't play it yet because we were going up for the weekend and I had the instruction manual with me. Like I had the actual game case itself. So it was my mission that weekend to read the entire instruction manual and learn everything I could about the game. And I just remember <laughs> even the title itself, like, Super Smash Brothers. That sounds like Super Mario Brothers, but... In 80s porno. Wow. <laughs> really? Yeah, in retrospect, it, I, I don't know if you could have come up with a game series called Super Smash Brothers in the current internet age without it just being immediately being like the source of a million memes, right? Like, it, it does sound like an 80s porno if you have that sort of perverted mind. Remember Pokemon Master X when it was, that was trending on Twitter? You know, I was never a diehard Pokemon fan, so a lot of these titles just sort of conflate themselves in my mind. I'm just uh, confirming and agreeing with you because recently Pokemon had this mobile app called Pokemon Masters, and then they released, a, I guess, an update called Pokemon Master X, but the mm. hashtag looked like Pokemon Master Sex or Pokemon <laughs> Star, so. Oh, I see. <laughs> Wait, so is it EX, not just the letter X? EX, Yeah. It, so it, it it didn't look it wasn't look it wasn't a great uh, I guess first expre first uh, yeah whatever you want to call yeah, it yeah they probably could plan that out better <laughs> but at the same time I feel like a lot of marketing goes into just coming up with most like you know it, they want something that'll get the most eyeballs on it right so they're gonna make meme worthy content they're gonna make shit that people are gonna spread organically I, I feel like that might have been intentional on some level. Well, no, anyway, that's like a massive force. I, I never thought of. <laughs> well, anyway, I never thought of the title that way. But I just remember thinking it sounded cool, and I was looking through the booklet with all the controls. I was like, "Wow, this seems really complicated." And then looking at all the descriptions of the characters, and just like thinking about it from a lore aspect, I'm like, "Whoa, I don't know who that character is. Whoa, <laughs> who is that? Wow!" And then actually getting into the game and then like the classic mode where there's the whole you know, battlefield dimension and the master hand. It just, all of that blew my mind <laughs> back in the day. I remember thinking, 
and you know, I, that was back in the day when I still did read the uh, game pamphlets. I, I I don't know when I sort of made that. You know when it was? It was whenever I had to stop like relying on my mom to drive me to GameStop to buy games, because all I would do when I was like driving back home was reading through the game pamphlet. Because like, what else are you going to do on a ten or twenty minute car ride? You know, mm-hmm. back in the days before cell phones. <laughs> um, so I, I do remember thinking, oh, hey, this probably does have a plot, but I can't follow it. None of these characters are actually talking. I'm just like going through this adventure mode and fighting Master Hand. And oh, there's probably something here that I'm missing. Right. And, you know, to its credit, Brawl was probably the first one that really had a uh, dedicated story mode beyond just like the generic adventure mode. You had this, uh, you know, the subspace emissary that was just this massive scrawling story that actually tried to incorporate all these characters and look, it's a bloody mess, but <laughs> it works so well for the, it, it works so well. It's the best thing you could do with all these characters that just don't go together. I loved the uh, subspace emissary. Like it's still as close as we've gotten to like an animated series of smash. Basically it's a uh, super smash bros. Infinity war. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Right up to the part where they're all at the battleground at the end and you see all of them ready to take on uh, Taboo. Mm. And I just remember so many hours dedicated. And th- that was in um middle school. I guess at some point we'll talk about how we got uh, into Brawl. But right. I, I yeah. remember just dedicating so many hours of like my eighth grade just thinking about Brawl and like the lore <laughs> behind that whole adventure <laughs> mode and like reading all the trophies and everything. I was thinking about how I discovered the game was rated teen. I was like, what? Huh? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know what? That wasn't my first exposure to Smash. Okay, this goes all the way back. So, I remember my parents taking me to, like, Mohegan Sun. I- I'm pretty sure it was. And they were going to, like, go off and do something. So, there was an area where you could, like, leave your kids for a while. There's like, a play area and then you would be looked after. And that area had a GameCube, and I remember seeing these kids huddled around playing this weird game I'd never seen before. I just see these characters fighting on the screen, and I look closely, and I'm like, is that is that Pikachu there? Wow, I gotta try this. <laughs> so, I get the controller, I pick Pikachu, and I'm like going up against three other people. One of them is Link, and I don't know why, but he pauses the screen specifically when like Link's sword is clipping right through Pikachu. And I remember seeing that, and I'm like... Wow, what the hell? He's being stabbed. What is that? How could they do that in a game? <laughs> and I was so weirded out by it. But yeah, Melee was rated T. Wasn't um, Brawl E10, I think? Actually, I could no, check. Uh, uh, Brawl, right. came yeah, out, Brawl, Brawl came out before the... Uh, it came out before that, I believe. But it was still... It was Seriously. rated teen still. Oh, yeah, and I right. believe it was because... Smash I believe it was because of crude humor? Or, or no, it was or because it was because of Snake. I don't know. Huh. But I bl- I think it has something to do with, like, the uh, visuals. It says cartoon violence, crude humor, yeah. Oh, so you actually have the case in front of you on your... Okay. Oh, I- yeah. oh no, I don't. I just know. No, I just remember. Does, <laughs> yeah. Smash 4 says E10 for cartoon violence, comic mischief, mild suggestive themes, and then it's just Smash. I will say, tonally, Brawl does seem to be the darkest. You know, obviously you have the character models that are a little more intense graphically. But the actual game itself just has, with the subspace emissary specifically, um, just these darker elements to it that the other games never even touched. 
Um, mm-hmm. Granted, I, I haven't played as much of Ultimate as you guys or um, any of the mobile versions or anything like that. I but, think um, it was just the, I think it was just the violence. They're more sensitive back then because I guess the e, the E10 rating came out in two, around 2005, I believe, and Brawl was like a year later. So I guess they didn't go for ET, E10 rating. Oh, I see what you're saying. Brawl came out in 2008. Okay, so it was there was a little bit of gap there, but um, okay. 2008? Dang. Yeah. I, I, I played Smash Bros. My, like my entire life, so I guess I just kind of merged the, some years. I remember thinking that that was funny back then. I'm like, really? T-rating for Smash Bros.? I mean, come on. It's just Nintendo characters beating each other up. Why is it teen? Then they had a solid snake, I guess. Maybe that's why. <laughs> but, well, no, then again, no. 64 was... That's it's what, not like he's even more violent than any of them. He doesn't have a gun. That's what I was going to say. 64 was also rated teen, and I think it was just the violence. We're just more sensitive. Now it's like E10. It's still violent. Yeah, yeah. But- I mean, yeah, you're so desensitized to it at this point. Um, but I, I, I guess at that point, there was a lower bar, right? Like, you really didn't have that many super violent games, especially for Nintendo consoles back in, like, the 90s. We can't have kids see Pikachu getting punched in the face by <laughs> Ganondorf. <laughs> that will traumatize them. <laughs> or the, uh, the Falcon grope. <laughs> I don't know what to call it. You know, where you go up in the air and then grab somebody. Yeah, that would probably get a me too nowadays, right? <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm thinking. So what? I, I'm saying you probably couldn't have Captain Falcon grabbing, say, Princess Peach and getting away with it in today's climate. Yeah, you know, well, I mean, he, he still he, does, but... Oh, he'd well, get he, his ass canceled. <laughs> I think it's more of a faster throw now, though. I think it's like immediate. I think the, uh, if you're talking about like the side B or whatever, I think it's just a punch now. No, not that. The up B. Falcon dive. Uh, it's the same thing. Gandalf does. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know the name, but he doesn't really yell anything. He just goes yes, and it's like kicks you off an explosion. Yeah. So he grabs somebody really tight, and then seems to like pelvic thrust off of them, and he goes yes. It definitely, it's definitely just kicking off of them. That's a, yeah, you, it's that's reaching. I would have said that. I, that's always that's reaching. <laughs> Ganondorf's definitely abused his position of power. Absolutely, he's the king of he's the king of we, evil. We should stand with all the victims, of Ganondorf. <laughs> he's the king of evil. <laughs> so is Harvey Weinstein. <laughs> I don't know anyway, anything about that. <laughs> so there was this rumor that was started, evidently, because I actually uh, had the magazine. I remember my brother giving it to me, and so I, you know, I was like really young back then. I didn't know that they would even do a thing like this. So in Electronic Gaming Monthly. They had a page in there that said, in Melee, if you got 20 KOs in Cruel Melee, you would then unlock Sonic and Tails, and they even had Mm. a screenshot of them in it, and it looked very legit. I remember seeing that, and I'm like, whoa, Sonic and Tails? (laughs) How? You could fight Mario with Sonic? What? I have to try this now. So I tried to no avail to get 20 KOs in Cruel Melee. I could get five. Five was the most I could get, but then in school, this damn kid who I was friends with, he lied and he said that he did it and he got Sonic and Tails and I'm like, no, <laughs> no, there's no way, you're lying. And then it wasn't until like six months later, he finally told me that he lied. I was like, <laughs> yeah, that was like an April Fool's prank for like by that game informer, right? Uh, Electronic Gaming Monthly. I always sort of fell for that shit, too. And, you know, it speaks to how gullible I was when I was growing up. But um, did you guys ever hear of the Master Hand glitch? Like, where you could get Master Hand as a playable character if you, like... I, I forget exactly what you had to do. That's like real. Something with the That's real, yeah. Stuff. You could I've actually that. do that. Huh. <laughs> you, 
<laughs> that's well, complete. That's actually I've seen it. Yeah, my cousins did it. <laughs> was, is it is it like, with melee specifically, or was it Project M? Melee. Yeah, you use like pl- melee. I think it was like you put a game controller in the third slot and you do something to make it happen. I don't know what it yeah. was really. There's all kinds of stuff. I remember doing it. I don't know when, but I did do that at some point. It's a, yeah, it's pretty cool. You can actually like you can't really move the hand because it kind of floats in place, but you could press buttons and it triggers certain attacks. Hmm. Doesn't it freeze when you go to the victory screen though? Yeah, it like crashed the game. Yeah. So I've only I've only seen it in person once and I don't remember us ever leaving Dreamland. Or Green Greens rather. Yeah, that was pretty cool. I think there was another similar rumor, I think it was about Brawl, where you can unlock Toad if you shot all the end credits. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I didn't I, I never heard these things on the on the play yard. I think I missed out. That's unfortunate. That sounds like a very crucial part of the childhood experience with video games. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And sadly, I just I wasn't a, I didn't experience that one. Yeah, did you guys ever hear the one about uh, them making uh, Smash Four cross platform where it was going to be playable on Xbox 360 and PS3? Oh, they say that about everything. They th- we thought Nintendo t- people were trying to say Nintendo was going to go third party because the Wii U failed. Nintendo had a lot of money on the side. Yeah, the only thing I heard similar to that was I heard they might be might have been putting a Game Pass on the Switch. <laughs> Which you know, well, it's still okay. a possibility, maybe. Well, no, nowadays we got well, not Game Pass, but they got their stupid online thing that's fifty dollars yeah. now. If you want to play N sixty four games, yeah, I, d- I did say that, or I did make that connection that that's kind of like a uh, worse Game Pass. That's <laughs> what it sounds like. I hate to get off topic, but did you see how they messed up the how the emulator like slows down when you're playing it? Sometimes yeah. there's like some very very choppy footage of like Link, uh, Ocarina of Time. Unfortunate. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so, I mean, I, I will say I'm shocked the Wii U never lasted as long as it did, because, uh, granted, um, Smash 4 was literally the only game I ever played on Wii U, because a friend of mine who was a diehard Smash fan, and honestly, probably the only person I know who could compete with Paris, um, he was, like, obsessed with this game when it came out for Wii U, and, <laughs> again, it's like the Wii U basically was there and gone within a year, you know? Like, I don't know what happened. Well, the Wii U came out in 2012, a year before the Xbox 12? One PS4 generation. No, no, no. The Wii U came out... I, uh, it was, I thought it, was two, it had to be 2013 because... No, it was, 12. No, it was, it was later really? on because this was like my freshman year of college. The, no, uh, no, no, no. It came out... I am 100% certain of this because I remember taking note of how it came oh, out yeah. a year before. November 18, 2012. Yeah. Hmm. There was like a, there was like, I remember people was talking about how like, oh, they released it too early because they were trying to keep up with that. And it was like, they shouldn't have. Hmm. Well, the idea, I think, was that the Wii got a lot of criticism because it was essentially just a GameCube with motion controls. Like there's, at least to my knowledge, there wasn't much hardware upgrade. Yeah. I mean, visually it didn't look that different. Yeah. A lot of people did like this thing where they were like, they would take a lot of games and like, kind of like run them on like the Wii, like a Paper Mario at a thousand year door, for example, was like the, the. Super Paper Mario on the Wii had like the same exact like engine, so people were like, "Look, we can just put Thousand Year Door Mario in Super Paper Mario areas, stuff like that." Yeah, yeah. I mean, visually, I, I definitely never saw a huge improvement between the GameCube and the Wii. What the Wii did have going for it beyond motion controls was, uh, you know, you had internet access for the first time on a major console, which I, you know, I guess it came out at, at the same time as PS3 and uh, Xbox uh, 360, so. You could go online with the GameCube, but only wired. The Wii was the first one to have, or first Nintendo console to have Wi-Fi. Right. I thought the Wii was like land only. 
No. Like, uh, you no, we, we, was like def- other... we was definitely wireless. You could definitely play online. Wait, LAN, LAN isn't the word. Was it? Is it called LAN? You can like connect it to like another GameCube and you play on two TVs or whatever. Yeah, that's LAN. Um, okay. Yeah. LAN. Yeah. yeah. Well, but anyway, I guess funny... back to. Oh, sorry. Oh, <laughs> I was going to say, funny you mentioned that you pretty much only played Smash on Wii U because that is the only reason I got a Wii U. I got it ahead of time in like a January of the year that Smash 4 was coming out because it got delayed. Right. So I got a Wii U with the I, with a thought that, okay, this is going to be just for that. And that's pretty much all it ever was. And that's why I'm kind of like, eh, about getting a, a Switch for, just for Smash again. It's like, am I really going to get a console just for one game again? I can get down with that, I guess. So I will say Switch does seem to have better multiplayer functionality than some of the previous. Switch Nintendo has and- better game, better stuff. Yeah, <laughs> um, I do like the fact that you can change between uh, portable and uh, you know, a, what would you say, a platform TV wired uh, <laughs> uh, dock, mobile and dock. console. I guess if you want to, they call it docked. Like, That's what it's like the dock, Switch sure. dock, whatever yeah, makes sense. Um, <laughs> so I like that function of it. And I, I do remember the first time I actually played anything on Switch. It was when I was at a convention in my senior year of college. Um, one of the guys I was rooming with brought his Switch along, and we, we were basically just playing Mario Party the entire time we had downtime. And I, I, I do just remember being really fun, really easy to get into, which, you know, is what you ultimately want from a multiplayer Nintendo game, right? Yeah. Before we get glaze over Smash Four, I guess <laughs> I, did y'all. So CJ, when you when you you said you was the only one you played. When did you play it? Um, when I so I, I played it a little bit my freshman year of college. Just whenever I was coming home, my one friend would uh, and I would hang out. He was still like living locally at the time, so uh, you know we would basically just hang out at his place, play Smash on Wii U. And again, that's literally the only game I've ever played on Wii U, aside from maybe a couple demos. I think for a lot of people, the Wii, Smash 4 was the only reason to have a Wii U. <laughs> of course, don't forget about... I guess I would have to agree with that. Don't forget about, I guess, the 3DS version, which is... Apparently, they considered the 3DS version, like, Smash the, the actual Smash 5, and Sakurai considers Smash Ultimate Smash 6, because <laughs> he considers them separate games. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's like, it's hard for me to take anything seriously on 3DS that wasn't explicitly made for 3DS. You know, w- whenever I played... Uh, uh, any of the Smash Bros. I shouldn't say any. Whenever I did play Smash Bros. on 3DS, and again, I never actually owned a copy of it, so I, I don't really remember how I was playing it. Um, I it, it just felt like a carbon copy, right? Like, it didn't really seem like it had its own identity. I would disagree. It was a copy on intentionally, so you can, like, use it as a controller to play with the, the Wii U version. And it came out before the game, like, I guess, a, was it, like, a couple of months? Do you, you remember or not? I mean, I remember coinciding pretty clearly. The 3DS version came out, I think, in a sep- late or mid-September of that year, and then Smash 4 was, like, early December th- no, or late was, November. I believe it was definitely November, because I was at... I could, my experience with Smash 4 began at Bloomsburg University, <laughs> where the 3DS demo had came out, I believe, sometime in, I want to say, October. And I, but, and I had, someone told me, oh, there's a McDonald's down the way. Uh, little, little, McDonald's is further away than down the way, but I walked all the way to the McDonald's, just to use their Wi-Fi to download the demo to my uh, 3DS, and I got, to, so I could play as a villager. <laughs> <laughs> That's where the adventure began, and then I wouldn't have, like, a, 
I wouldn't own Smash Four. I I would mostly play it at the fighting game video uh, fighting game club at on campus. Right, yeah, right. I remember. It's a shame that it was like the only reason to get a Wii U, I suppose. <laughs> but like, that's not. Uh, I digress. Uh, Do you think uh, Bloomsburg's <laughs> fighting game club could actually justify calling itself a fighting game club when literally the only thing anyone played there was Smash? Uh, no, and they said that because they wanted to call it the Smash Brothers Club, but the college said uh, that's too. Oh, is it like a copyright thing? No, they said it was t- that was that was too like uh, it wasn't inclusive enough. So they want so they had them call it the Fighting Game Club to make it more inclusive. Hmm. Well, that's Bloomsburg for you. So I guess you guys don't have too much to say about I guess uh, no, the I 3ds uh, version. Then. <laughs> I do. So before Smash Four came out, before it was even announced. I used to have dreams about playing Smash Brothers on a DS. <laughs> Would you believe that? Like, I'm legitimately serious. I used to I, have I, dreams every now and then. I, I fully believe that you dreamed that leading up to Smash for 3DS, yeah. I played Melee a ton. I played Brawl a ton. And then... And it just sort of seeps into your subconscious. When it came out on Virtual Console, I played the... Um, original? Uh, uh, yeah, the original one. The N64 one on Virtual Console, which... To its credit, it handles and, and controls pretty well. It's almost like Melee, but with less graphics. I guess because they came out only two years apart, it was it functionally is the prototype for Melee. Right. But um, yeah, I used to dream about that, but I, I never ended up getting it because I never had a 3DS. Hmm. But yeah, yeah, I just thought that was funny. The only time I ever played the original Smash Bros, I, I, I remember distinctly, I was in this one hotel on some family vacation. I think it was in like Virginia or something. It was like middle of nowhere, right? And for whatever reason, the whole entertainment system in this uh, hotel room we were staying at was a Nintendo 64 and a DVD player. The Nintendo 64 had like, uh, it had like this sample game cartridge in it where you could pay for... Uh, I, I think you got like three hours for like five bucks or something of whatever game you wanted to actually play. So I was playing Smash Bros. just on this. And I, I, I legitimately think that's the only time I've ever played the original. I, I never thought to get it for Virtual Console. Hmm. I remember waiting for it to come to Virtual Console because at first they didn't have it. They had Mario Kart 64. They had Mario 64. They had all these other things. They even had Star Fox 64. Hmm. That is how I got into uh, Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask originally, and basically every other early Zelda. Uh, I do want to say real quick, uh, when CJ said earlier, the 3DS was a carbon copy. It did have differences, like uh, stages. Since it was more, since it was a mo- yeah, aside from the stages, but since it was a more like you know personal, uh, I guess game. Since you'd be playing on like the handheld, they had like a Smash Run or a different uh-huh. classic mode as opposed to the Smash Four classic mode, which was really bad. Yeah, or there was other things, but I can't think of it right now. <laughs> there was a street pass, the, the street pass system where you like pass people and you shoot like these. You use like the touchscreen to flick like pictures of your character on it at other people. So it didn't have much, but I will say it had something. That's all I want to say. <laughs> yeah, I ha- I think I had more fun with the 3DS version than the Smash Four version. I remember you playing it a lot when we were uh, <laughs> trying to film our video. Or like you know in, yeah. in the downtime <laughs> moments, and I tried it some. It yeah, it works fine. I mean. It works as good as controlling that sort of game on 3DS buttons could work. I did use it a few times as a controller back before I had like a Wii U or a portable or had like a game controller on me at all times. I had to like a during a break get a game controller to bring back for the fighting game club. You know what's funny is it was a kind <laughs> of surreal experience when I played it on yours because that was the first time I tried it. I'm like because I was thinking, wow, I've dreamt about this moment. 
<laughs> was it everything you dreamed of? Ah, I think I think it was. Because <laughs> at that point, like I had, I didn't have those dreams anymore. So when I was actually playing, I was like, oh yeah, it's pretty good. <laughs> Destiny fulfilled. Yep. Uh, I want to throw it back for just a moment because this was sort of also part of the rumors thing. So I remember fourth grade again. There was this one kid I used to talk about uh, melee with, and. So at this point, because I was going through the event matches, I was only up to, I think I was up to the, like almost the last one, which I could see was number 50. So I still had to beat that because they were pretty tough for me at the time. So I remember this one kid telling me that there's an event match 51 where you fight Giga Bowser. And I say to him, mm. yeah, okay, oh. Giga Bowser, <laughs> whatever you say, man. <laughs> Was this after you fell for the Sonic and Tails thing, or? Yeah, yeah. So I'm like okay. thinking, yeah, okay. Where is he pulling this out of his ass? So <laughs> at some point later, I finally beat Event Match 50, and I'm like, cool! I finally did the mo. Wait, what's this? 51. <laughs> you fight Mewtwo, Gandorf, and Giga Bowser. <laughs> so I go into the match and I see him, and I'm like, what the hell is this? <laughs> oh, so you never, you never got Giga Bowser in adventure mode, did you? Not up to that point, no. Oh man, only <laughs> afterward, and I was like, ah, and uh, yeah. So anyway, long story short, after many attempts, I ended up. Be you know, he he told me that he beat. So there was three things I had to believe: one that there was a fifty-one, two that there was a Giga Bowser, and three that he beat it with Jigglypuff. And I was like, yes, yeah, okay, that's now exactly I know what you're I did. Lying. That was the strategy. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. So while I'm playing, and I'm like, okay. Let me see what's what there is to this. I'll use Jigglypuff. So just by accident, I use Rest while like near Giga Bowser's head, and it blows him off the screen. And I'm like, "What just happened? What did I just do? What was that?" <laughs> and so eventually, I figure it out that Rest does that somehow, and then that's how I ended up being it with freaking Jigglypuff. Imagine yeah. back when I was like, "Oh I don't my know, gosh!" 10, I, I've, I'm trying to think if uh, the first time I beat it was. With Jigglypuff or with Luigi, because I I know I had like I I'd been like alternating between the two because I, I I probably tried like a couple hundred times just to get through this level, and <laughs> it, it, yeah, it's it's a challenge. Uh, like a you, lot of especially them are. If you're, yeah. Event mode is, was pretty tough. Like the trophy matches. Yeah, no, it takes oh time God. just to get through it. I think the trophy match sure. is only hard because you're being ganged up on by the CPUs, yeah. and you're on that very weird like stage, like on the like the Majora's Mask oh, one, God. or like the the the, the, the Goomba one, the Entei one. Yeah, and and but they have friendly fire on, and there was always one CPU that was like hanging on the end. Yep, yep. Because <laughs> it was supposed to be a free for all match, though. It was supposed to be free for all. <laughs> It's funny because I didn't even realize that till later. I'm like, why did I keep getting knocked out, but they're still in? And then eventually I realized, hey, they're all teaming up on me, but they can just hit each other. Oh my gosh, event mode was great. I don't, like they still have they had event mode in uh, Smash uh, in Brawl and Smash Four, and I don't think it, I still think they were ever as good as melee as event mode. That felt like yeah, yeah. Either because it was already I don't know. Like been there, done that for us, or they're just no. I just, ran out I just of think because it was less, good it ideas. was less exciting. Well, it's like, yeah. it was like you, crazier things. How do you improve on perfection? You don't. You basically exactly. just have a pale imitation, right? Like, I I don't know if you can improve on something that great. 
even if it was an invitation, I think the problem was they didn't do any of the wacky things like fight, play as giant Donkey Kong versus giant Bowser with a t- random tiny Mario for no reason on foresight. <laughs> Defeat Captain Falcon in seven seconds. Yeah. Uh, yep. Fight 128 tiny, tiny Marios. Marios. <laughs> and then Brawl is like, Defeat Dartlink. Uh, War- fight Wario on Kirby stage with his yeah. bike. Yeah, it's sort of <laughs> it was less, they, they did less exciting things. I think that's what the problem was. Maybe I'm forgetting things. Maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> but for my memory. You know what one I like to play a lot? The uh, the legendary Pokemon battle where all the Pokeballs are just legendaries. Mm. Yes, with the multi-man melee fight. That was, that I love that. Awesome. And you had to beat Jigglypuff. <laughs> oh, isn't that the one where you can't use any moves except throwing Pokeballs? Yes. Yeah. Those, oh, yeah. those are great. There's that weird one where you got to fight Dr. Mario and Peach and they're trying to beat up Luigi for some reason. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was good. Another thing that stuck out, sticks out in my memory, um, this was like, okay, so it must have been summer because it was like right before we were going to go on vacation or something. So, of course, I was playing the game all the way up until like the last second before we had to leave. And it's like, okay, are you ready? We got to go. I'm like, all right, just give me a sec. And then something appeared on the screen and it said challenger approaching. I'm like, what's this? (laughs) And then appearing before me was Mewtwo. And my mind was... Because I'd seen the Pokemon movie, and that was, like, awesome to me. And I'm like, oh, it's Mewtwo! Oh, my God! Holy shit! Wait, wait, I gotta do this! <laughs> so, do you know how you unlock Mewtwo? Wasn't it you either play a certain amount of matches, or you have the game on for 24 hours total? Yeah, that's it. 24 hours total, or a certain amount of matches. I, I mean, certain amount of matches basically unlocked everyone, right? No. Game of Watch was only unlocked by being target smash of everybody. Yeah. And uh, you can only unlock stages doing like 15-minute man melee and stuff like that. There were some characters that were just hard locked behind do this, I yeah. believe. I remember I had a cheat code book, so it, that just kind of totally had to do everything. If it, if there were like everyone just play a lot of matches, I don't know. But for the most part, I just that's all I know is just do this specific thing or play these other matches with this person, but not with Jigglypuff. You got to be classic mode. Right. Stuff like that. You know, I do, I do remember one of my favorite moments of unlocking a character in Brawl was, uh, you know, I was super excited for Sonic when they, oh, you know, had the announcement. Yeah. Oh, um, okay. Okay. So do you remember, remember there was a website called Smash Bros. Dojo? Yes. Yeah, I, I never got to that, see yeah. it myself, <laughs> but I know of it. I checked the f*** out of that website like every day leading up to that release. And like when they had the Sonic announcement... Oh man, I was like, yes! Finally, Sonic! I knew it! Anyway, go ahead with your story. So, um, I remember it was relatively early on in the game. I was still getting used to the controls. This was before I realized, oh, I could just hook up my GameCube controller. So I was playing, like, <laughs> with the Wii controllers like an idiot. And, um, I remember I was mating Pit at the time. And, you know, Pit is still, I think, one of my best characters in the game. I, I consistently am pretty good with Pit. So, Sonic approaches... Hmm. And I beat him without taking a single hit. Were you disappointed? <laughs> no, I was actually psyched. Like it made <laughs> ah. me feel like way more confident in myself than uh, I thought. Like I, no, I I didn't expect it to be that easy. Specifically because you know I, I was expecting Sonic just to be like yeah. you know the character to beat. Do you get that feeling when you you have to do the secret character fight? It's like your heart skips a beat for a second, and then like the pressure's on. It's like oh man. Oh man, oh, I can't, who's I can't mess up. Who could this possibly be? Yeah. Who on earth is Marf? <laughs> ah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Roy was one I mained for a while, too. Actually, I like in Roy, yeah. yeah. 
there's something about the fire and, uh, you know, red being my favorite color. It all sort of came together. Uh, Roy. I like this taunt pose. Yeah. And then they just sort of uh, nerfed him for Brawl, and it's like, why play as Roy now? I mean... <laughs> yeah. So, do, should we talk about that compared to Melee? The well, wait, was he even in or Brawl? He we... wasn't. No, he, uh, yeah, he was. Yeah, was in Brawl. He's he, at the Melee. No, no Roy. Uh, Roy was dropped, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Uh, they, they replaced him with Ike. That's right. Ike, I remember liking. Um... I could have sworn was Roy in Ultimate or something. I, I remember four. him. Roy is in is it was in four, but as DLC. Yeah, okay. right. I could have sworn yes. I played him as him in a yeah. Some other game. He was. Uh, no, he's not. He's not in Brawl, but he is. He is in Project M, right? Hmm. I think uh, I don't so, know yeah. much about Project M. But <laughs> yeah, he's in that. Um, you know, there was a build of Project M. I don't think it was like ever officially released because it was like one of those post shutdown things that they were working on but never got to but knuckles was playable i still haven't gotten okay. to play him so i you know i i wanted to save it for uh did you want to talk about which characters you would have brought into smash if uh you had the option i thought we were gonna build up to that by talking about the wii u and then get to like the, the, then the dlc came yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I okay yeah, let's do that <laughs> that's what I th- okay we should probably start there <laughs> So like Mewtwo was the first like announced DLC character, right? And it was like, oh, he's we ha- we have him ready. He's coming. He's gonna be five dollars. You remember how you got him though initially? <laughs> uh, no, I just remember buying him. Okay, so initially the only way <laughs> before he was actually made separately available to buy, the only way you could get Mewtwo in Smash Four was if you pre-ordered. I think it was the um the th- pre-ordered or or like bought on release the 3DS version and the Wii U version. Because you would get a code (laughs) that you would use in the other version. So I knew someone who wasn't going to get it on Wii U, but he was going to get it on 3DS. And I had him give me the code, and I used it in my version of the game. And I was like, yes, Mewtwo. I think the story sounds familiar. Did this person, uh, did he look like me? Was he? No, I don't think it was you, because (laughs) this was back in 2014. Because I... (laughs) Well, did you do the same thing? I didn't have an old Wii U. So did you have to have the Wii U version of pre-order or you just had to one of the games? I don't I don't think I pre-ordered the game, but this sounds familiar to me for some reason. <laughs> like maybe you told me the story before, maybe that's it. I think it was just if you bought the game early, you got a code that you input into the other version of the game. I think I ended up giving my code I, to somebody. I don't know who though. I have like vague memories of giving someone a code for like Smash Brothers for some <laughs> reason. <laughs> and I was like, wait, wait was that me? <laughs> No, it wasn't you, because, uh, yeah, this was 2014, that this was coming out. Oh, so, now I was hyped for this one, because I'm thinking, oh, man, I always wanted Mega Man to be in it, because you got all these gaming mm. icons, and it's like, yes. they don't have any Capcom. You got a Mega Man. Cap- so, the, the first- Capcom was, like, working on the game. <laughs> yeah. So, the first- Right? Uh, <laughs> uh, well, it was Bandai Namco? Bandai Namco, yes. Right. Yeah. But that's that's Pac-Man I'm thinking of. Never mind, moving on, <laughs> go on. <laughs> right. So they finally have the first reveal trailer for Smash 4, and the first person they show is Mega Man. And I'm like, all right, that's, I gotta get a console now. I got, that's, that's it. That's it. I'm getting it. I didn't recognize how big that was for a lot of people. Like, Mega Man being in was, uh, at the time, I didn't really know much about Mega Man. I get it now. If I had known, I would be like, whoa, that's a huge, uh, pool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like 10 games. I guess I didn't really consider how big, how beloved Mega Man probably was, or how, like, long it's been around. It's definitely an icon. Of, like, a gaming. Yeah. Another one I was wanted to see because I had the the newer game on the Wii, on the Wii was Punch-Out. And it says, like, it has a little description of Little Mac, and it says, uh, it says, this uh, 17-year-old uh, kid from the Bronx, he's kind of short. And I'm like, hey, 
I'm a kid from the Bronx. That's cool. Little Mac is cool. That would be a good character for Smash. And he, they have a trophy of him <laughs> in, in uh, Brawl. He was an assist trophy in Brawl. That's right. That's right. And, they, and he was a trophy in Melee where he had like the, uh, the older look of him. Uh, yeah. So they have a trailer. It starts out. It kind of sounds like like the first thing I see is a. It looks like a vague drawing of what could be the silhouette of like a, a dumbbell, and then I hear this kind of rocky music. Then I hear um the, the coach's voice. I don't remember what the Doc. coach's name was. Doc. Doc. Oh yeah, it's just Doc. And I'm like, no. It it couldn't be. It is. It is. It's gotta be. And then he pulls off the cloak, and it's him. And I'm like. Yes, they did it. They listened, even though I didn't say anything, but they listened. <laughs> Can we talk about... Oh, Little Mac was definitely highly requested. I remember people being upset about Brawl. At least, maybe more of, like, in my circle of the internet. But, so, I I, I kind of... I thought that was great, too. I also, like, the... I only had Punch-Out on the Wii, and I was like, dang, this game is amazing. <laughs> That's about my experience with Punch-Out. But, uh... Can we talk about how high quality that, like, those trailers were? Like, that one, like, in particular. <laughs> those were great. Those, to me, pay kind of... They either do or just about make up for, like, the no adventure mode in Smash 4. I think, like, the I don't know, like, the DLC characters didn't have, like, too high quality of, like, cutscenes, like, a lot of the time. Like, uh, I think Roy, when they announced him, that was a surprise. Like, no one knew about that. Yeah. He was like, oh, Roy's coming back. And then he had him in the trailer, like, knocking Roy away. That was super fun. You know, like, Roy, Koopa, Koopa Roy. Oh, that yeah, was, like, yeah, really yeah. funny. <laughs> but it's, like, a cloud is, like, a... They had like the completionist and someone else. Like they show him off. Like check this out. You won't. and he had the. They they kept it a secret for a month, so I guess mm-hmm. they just like revealed it to him early. Uh, Bayonetta had a also all right trailer, but like the character reveal trailers for like before Smash came out definitely had a lot going on. Like when I mean, Rosalina was like that was like. I didn't know what was happening. It was like Kirby, and then it had like Mario Kart, and Kirby flew across Mario Kart. What's happening? Is this like the next Mario Kart? Are we adding Kirby? Yeah. It's like, yeah. Is this Kirby Air Ride 2? What is this? That was cool. I like how they connected Kirby to like the Rainbow Road. <laughs> it, 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 didn't, it didn't seem related to Smash, so that really caught me off guard. It was like Rosalina joins the battle. I'm like, huh? <laughs> Do you remember how they actually had the fighter request thing that you would like write down on whatever their form was and send it in? the ballot right uh, so i sent in i want to <laughs> i think two or three two the two that i know so one of them was knuckles and like where it said why knuckles and i said you know yada yada sonic franchise popular you already have sonic knuckles is cool he punches etc good character put him <laughs> in and my second one and i said okay this character is from a fighting game series that first uh launched on the home console on super nintendo and he has been uh, on those consoles for a while now. Very popular fighting game series. Smash is a fighting game. So this character is Ryu. And I was like, mm. okay, this one's a log shot. They're probably not going to do it, but you know, it'd be really <laughs> awesome. So I remember, I, I think it was either a summer or a fall. I see a trailer starts, you know, it goes, <laughs> fades in. And then I hear this 16-bit sounding music. And then, you know, like it says, I'm looking for... A challenge. And then you see him. Hadouken! And at that point, I, like, jumped out of my seat. And I, like, ran outside and started punching a tree. I'm like, yes! Oh, my God. I'm not... Ryu... Ryu was a massive pool. I I, I would have never saw that one coming in a thousand years. That's... 
I love that energy. It's like Cloud. I think I don't know. If, I I know that that was bigger than like the like one of the biggest ones because I I understand how like big Final Fantasy, especially Final Fantasy Seven, is. But like Ryu, was, I think I understood more because like it's Street Fighter is like the fighting. That's the fighting game guy. Yep. yep. <laughs> it's like if they could have a Capcom. I think I said that too. Like I used the reason that you have Mega Man, which is from Capcom. Here's another one from Capcom, which you have worked with before and is very popular. Like, I tried to make it as reasonable sounding as possible, and uh, yeah, either they listened or I just predicted. That's the other thing. They had, like, they kind of told us, like, oh, we're only going to add, like, one or two more characters. And then they were like, actually, JK, we're going to give you Cloud, Ryu, Corrin from Fire Emblem, and was it, like, I think Lucas was, like, well, no, Lucas came way before, came after Mewtwo, but they, I don't think they told <laughs> told people about it until, like, oh, yeah, we're also, here's Lucas. Yeah, and Pac-Man was really cool. Wait, Pac-Man wasn't DLC, was he? Pac-Man was, uh, was a character in the base game. Right, right. That was also incredible. That trailer <laughs> where it shows, like, you know, like, the red, yellow, and blue, and then it shows, like, the dates that all the games started. It's, like, showed, uh, like, Mario and Donkey Kong, and it said 1983, I think, and then it showed, uh, Pac-Man. 1981 is, I believe, I believe 1981 is Mario Brothers. Or Donkey Kong, I'm sorry. Yeah. So, the ballot, of course, like, we know who actually won, well, I guess... CJ, did you did you vote in the ballot? Should we talk about who we picked? For, we voted for if we had. I didn't vote on it. I I have some picks of who I would have put in the games ideally, but not honestly. I didn't even know the fans had this much control over the whole process. It was just one character, but uh, I I'd say Cooking Mama, but mainly because I, I remember I think I tested my like oh, you know there's a lot of Cooking Mama games. She's very closely attested to Nintendo. It'd be really funny. Mm. And then I just sent it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Cooking Mama makes sense. Uh, of course, I could see that being like, you know, either an assist trophy or like having a dedicated Cooking Mama stage and just having her be in the background the entire time. Honestly, surprised she's not an assist trophy or something already. Like, not, I don't even think she had like a Smash Bros. trophy like depicting her in the game. If I if I remember correctly, huh, weird. The Cooking Mama was referenced definitely in like the trophies or something. I remember seeing it somewhere. Hmm. Well. Remember the ballot? Do you remember the the results of the ballot was Bayonetta, which was undoubtedly very huge. I think because for me, I didn't know much about Bayonetta. I was familiar with the games. I was like, I always wanted to try it. Yeah, same. Because like you know, it's like made by Platinum, and they were very known for very good games. <laughs> and uh, or at least you know, to me, I know they made a few decent things. And uh, I remember that f- that whole year before, like at the ballot or whatever, however long it took. Seeing like people constantly say bayonetta, 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 and the creator getting upset on Twitter or something. He was like, I, "Leave me alone! I'm not. I'm going to make sure bayonetta not bothering me. I'm going to make sure bayonetta doesn't get in the game or something." He called them like some. It's called them like insulting, like a bunch of insulting stuff or whatever. He was like just mad at people harassing him. And then when bayonetta came out, he's like, "Listen, guys, I love all of you." <laughs> <laughs> Of course, Bayonetta wasn't like the top. Re- she was the most realizable uh, result they said of at the top. Hmm. Uh, and apparently, I don't know if we should get into it now, but the top result was Sora originally. But uh. they apparently hid. They, they mentioned it in the final trailer for uh, Sora that they apparently hid that information with the uh, when Awada when he was alive, because you know it was it wasn't realizable at the time, mm-hmm. right? And that's why. But that's again the head, I guess. But that was like the I remember. That was I don't know. Do you want to mention like the how that affected the competitive scene? Because I thought that was pretty. Yeah, I was just thinking about that. Pretty I, wild. <laughs> I know of one specific clip where it's these two kids. They got to like you know they were in the final match, so they were the top two, and, was- and they're just standing there like staring, messing around with each other as Bayonetta. And apparently, this is just something that 
I don't know if it kept happening, but Bayonetta kept getting in the top rounds because, I don't know, she was unbalanced, overpowered or something. I never actually got her in the game. She was very, very good. Like, very good. Mm. Uh, undoubtedly the best character the entire game. She had, like, combos that can kill you at the top very easily. Uh, ladder combos, I called them. It was, like, a very good character. So, I remember uh, seeing... The last thing I saw was there was a one of the final tournaments of, like, I guess, Smash 4, it was, like, double Bayonetta yeah. at, in the finals, and people just pretty much left and started walking out <laughs> on it. So, she, I guess she kind of, like, killed the scene. That's why I hear people say it's probably an exaggeration, of course, but... Yeah. Uh, it, it wasn't very... People didn't really like that. People were definitely excited at first, and I guess she was too good, which is why uh, when Smash Ultimate was... Uh, when it got that first, like, big t- venue, when it had, like, the Smash... Uh, the competitive players playing the game, one of the players, he, I guess he was, like, a Bayonetta player. He played as Bayonetta, and the crowd actively booed, booed him <laughs> when he ladder comboed somebody at the top of the stage. So when the game actually came out, uh, they really nerfed Bayonetta. Good. <laughs> Makes sense. Yeah. I don't care about that character, but good. <laughs> Uh, as of recent, I did kind of like, you know, with more patches and stuff, she is kind of like, she's not as good as before, obviously, but she's more balanced. So it's like playable, not like whatever it was on release. I don't know much about it, but I heard people say, I heard a lot of people just kind of dropped her. And then when that, then a patch came out and people started playing her like a little bit more. I seen it, the, it went from zero bayonets online to maybe I'll see a bayonetta like once, uh, in the blue moon, <laughs> like, <laughs> like any other character. But, that that was kind of like a. Do you remember the the announcement for uh, Ultimate when it was like we didn't know what it was called? It was just they had a trailer with the Inklings and they were like shooting at each other and then they were looking at the burning the burning Smash Brothers. Yeah, what's in? I think the original title was just going to be or like the working title was just Super Smash Bros. And then it was like for the Switch and that was it. No, it was just it was just Super Smash Brothers and nothing else. I yeah, think yeah. they just didn't reveal the title yet. You right. know, I I, think, I I really just think they got lazy with naming them after Brawl. Like, it would have been cool if they had just kept using names from, like, well, know, the types uh, of fighting. Fight, fighting the 4-Switch and 4-3DS was, like, a play on the word 4, right? Because it was the fourth game. Okay. Yeah, that's what, that's, a, that's what I assumed. I don't know if I heard it officially, but... I don't know if that's <laughs> like, official, but it makes sense, I guess. But it's, like, obviously the Switch isn't going to be the last Nintendo console, so where do you go for yeah. Ultimate? In, in Sakurai's words, he says it's the the ultimate version of the game. It's the culmination of everything. It has every character that's ever been in the series. It has, well, I think most of the stages that have been in them. And it has, like, all these features. Like, one feature I always wanted, so that should be there, is the ability to turn off stage hazards. Because it's like, you know, I kind of like this stage, but if only it didn't try to actively kill me constantly, I would play it more. Mm. Boy, I really like... <laughs> I really like smart at Mario Stadium 64, but I really wish that bumper wasn't there. I could turn it off. <laughs> yeah, that and how the boxing ring in 4 wasn't available for 8-player, even though it was like one of the largest stages. It's like, what's that about? And then they fixed that in hmm. Ultimate. That's that's one thing I think is great about it, is mainly all the stage options. Which, now, I don't have it. I haven't played it, but how is the stage builder in it? Because I remember using Brawl Stage Builder a bunch, and it was it was okay. Brawl was, you know, good, but it's definitely better in Ultimate. Ultimate Stage Builder is pretty expansive. Uh, it's not like... I looked at it, I definitely can't do anything with it, but people's made some crazy things. Like, uh, someone made, uh, like, a Mortal Kombat theme stage, Ooh. for example, and he had, like, the Mortal Kombat emblem, like, in the background yeah. with, like, a... There's a lot of, like... There's all kinds of crazy stuff. Like, a lot of people I see mix a lot of art. Uh, it's not really... 
too much you know going on like a lot of the popular things are kind of like immature stuff or whatever or like look at shrek or kind of thing like that among other things that like like uh, inappropriate things so, so it's like not is i think i think it, it pretty quickly divulged into madness but like uh every now and then you go to the most popular tag you might see something crazy uh, oh. one stage i really like it was like sakurai's desk and it's like someone made sakurai with his hands together like he does it is like a, his desk from the from the, like the trailers or whatever <laughs> So it's like you can make some crazy things. That just brought back a memory. I had completely forgotten there was a share feature in Brawl where you could share your stages and replays and whatever, and you could see other people's if you go on like the uh, online hub or whatever it was. You could put them on your SD card and share it with other people. Smash Four had Stage Builder as well, and I think that's I remember. I remember that's where you'd also share stages. I don't think Brawl actually that, that shared one was kind of sucky. With, like, drawing on the screen, yeah. it just didn't translate well for some reason. And there was less options. <laughs> I didn't, didn't like it. Speaking of Raw and online, do you remember the online waiting music and beating up the sandbag? Yeah, I remember that was all I really experienced with it. When I, pl- when I tried to play with randos, it was terrible. It didn't work. But oddly enough, when I played with friends, it worked j- yeah, perfectly. I played it with friends. I remember, <laughs> like, because, you know, there's no real live communication on the Wii. You can send each other messages, but then, you know, like, you got to go gotta go back to the main menu and read them. So Just, just pull up the phone yeah, and just start We would talking. text each other, and, it, and I was, remember texting my friend. I'm like, hey, man, what are you doing? Get online now and play some SSBB. <laughs> and then we get online and show online, and you invite him. That was good shit. Like, even back then, we didn't really need all the voice communication to have fun. Like, to me, because I didn't have an Xbox yet, or a PS3, it was still cool how you could actually, like, wow, I can play with other people over the internet, and I can send the messages. <laughs> all that was still new to me. I think my first experience that was, was the Wii, but that, I'm getting on topic. The, uh, so when they when they finally I guess before the game even came out, do you did you catch the game award? Because I definitely did. I catch the game award. I think I did. I got a very funny story about how I found out about the first character of the DLC Fighters Pass. Oh, for so, uh, essentially, yeah. So essentially, mm-hmm. uh, I, me and my brother, we were like, in, in, we were just sitting around and we were talking about something, and we had a disagreement about Persona Five, which was uh, a, a JRPG game. I'm not. <laughs> Yeah, I've never played, but from what I've heard, it's pretty popular amongst its fan base. Um, I, I do know Jake, you know, my old roommate who's in our Discord uh, server. Is I, I know he was really big into the series. So, essentially, uh, Persona 5 kind of thrusted the series into the mainstream. That's how good it was. Uh, before It wasn't, like, as big. Like, uh, when 5 came out, it eventually turned into everyone going back to play 3 and 4, and that's how everyone knew about it. And uh, I guess I'll, I'll mention this. How Sakurai said... He, a lot of the game's style for Ultimate, he took inspiration from Smash Five. So essentially, uh, we're on we're on like Tumblr or something. I I, I was trying to you make mean a Persona better, Five. Kind of make a, make a, you said Smash. Yeah, 5. Persona Five. I said Smash Five. <laughs> Persona Five was so good it thrusted the Persona series into the mainstream. And uh, this one particular day, I had disagreement with my brother, and I was trying to make a point by looking it up on Tumblr. And then we were scrolling on Tumblr, and we I kept seeing Joker for. Uh, X Smash Five Smash Brothers Ultimate, and I was like, "What is this?" Like, okay, I just assumed it was nothing because like you see that kind of thing all the time. Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, uh, you know, they didn't. But then I saw it like two more times, and I was like, "Okay, that's like a pattern now." 
So I go to Google, and it was like, apparently, this was like, apparently, I was 20 minutes late. And it was like, oh, Joker was just announced for Smash Brothers Ultimate. I was like, huh? <laughs> and they had the trailer up on, like, on IGN or something. And I, I, I was, uh, I did not see that coming at all. Like, I immediately took to, like, Twitter. I was like, what's happening? Like, who's reacting to this? So, like... <laughs> did you jump out of your chair and run outside? Yes, I freaked, I, I freaked out. Listen, <laughs> if there was a tree to punch outside, it would have been punched, as I'm telling you. <laughs> I, I literally could not sleep that night. I was like, how do I like release this energy? It's like I had never been more excited for Smash Brothers up to that point. I like I love Persona Five a lot. I, I could you I, I could go on all into that, but didn't you use a, a bunch of the music for the the play video that we did? Uh, I use Wake Up wake up get up get out there, which was the which is the opening theme for Persona Five. Ah. Yes, uh, that was the the main song I used. <laughs> Because for and for good reason, the soundtrack is phenomenal. And I, my, my, oh, that was just one thing that was for my mind. Like, oh my god, Persona Five music in Smash. <laughs> oh my god, Pers- a Persona stage in Smash. Like, uh huh. <laughs> it was so much running through my mind. I had to like to calm myself down. I like drew a fan art or something to just to keep to rein myself in. I didn't go to sleep till like eight o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. I was just excited. I was all I was like jumping. I was all over the place. It's Christmas. <laughs> that was. And I, I thought that was like the biggest, like, uh, that was the perfect, uh, inter- that was the perfect start for me. It was like, I think they, for me, I think they started too strong. It's not that I didn't like what came after. It's just that that was the, that, I think that was the biggest character of all of the entire DUC from beginning to Sora, which Sora is probably, I think that's the only thing to match the hype of Joker. I'm going to be honest to get ahead of myself <laughs> for you personally, for me personally. Yes. I'm yeah. very happy, very satisfied customer <laughs> because. One thing I'm certain of, and I'll probably mention this again, because I came up with this idea where if we could personally choose what we would have had the DLC to be, what would it be? And when we get into that, I'm not going to say, okay, these characters that that did end up being in it, those characters should not have been in it. Because that's ultimately, ultimately subjective to everybody, right? Like, I'm sure you could think of any game character at all that's ever existed and if somebody put them in Smash, then some person who loves that character more than their own mother would be ecstatic. So, so in this scenario, are we just suggesting characters who possibly could have made it into it if uh, Nintendo was allowing more characters into it, or are, are we talking about anyone from the world of gaming? I believe he means like in place of the characters that we have. Do we? Well, I, yeah. Nintendo has like their. If you could have picked the DLC list, what would it have okay. been? Nintendo has like their rule that the character must have appeared on the Nintendo console. I think I I don't know if I heard that officially, okay, but like that makes sense. I don't know if I heard that officially. But that's what people are going with. Like Cloud, for example, yeah. was only like a 3DS game or something. Part of me wanted like part of me wants to say like Shell just to, because I think portal mechanics would be really cool in Smash Bros. But um, obviously never made it onto a Nintendo console, so I guess that's out. You know, I remember a while back. I I think he had said it that. Uh, Reggie Fizeme, before he retired, had said that all the DLC characters would be third party from like a certain point out. So when they announced for the like the first Fire Emblem DLC character, I was like, oh. No, they never said that. They just said that Nintendo selected. From my from what I remember, Nintendo said they Nintendo selected all of the characters for the DLC. To my understanding, yeah, yeah, it wasn't Sakurai, it wasn't anybody else. It was Nintendo. Yeah, all of this was planned ahead of time. 
So like Joker was just like, we, they said we want to give you an idea of what we're trying to do. That, so people took that as, oh my God, third party characters only. Hmm. So I get that. So when Byleth happened, it was just kind of like, oh. Yeah, that was like to me, uh, what, <laughs> a little pin in the balloon. <laughs> to me, uh, I also really love Fire Emblem Three Houses. So that was not Joker hype, but I was definitely hype. <laughs> so I couldn't relate, but I understood. <laughs> so... If you had to name your top three uh, DLC characters you would include, who would they be? Cooking Mama. Oh, shoot. You, you put me on... You said top three. I put me on the spot. I think it. I said it earlier. Is that too tough or should I up it up to top five? No, it's fine. This, John, I think John, go first while I remember what I said to you earlier. Okay. So for me, number one, before they did anything else, before, instead of Piranha Plant... Well, okay. I won't say instead of because I said I wasn't going to do that, but immediately first character shouldn't have even been dlc in my opinion walu goddamn eg <laughs> I, okay so that was my number Come one man where's waluigi <laughs> if for no I other reason than the memes uh, uh, yeah and for balance because we have wario like we need yeah we need waluigi you're completely right i also think waluigi's being but not because of memes i've been saying this since brawl it makes no sense that he's not there already because we need to complete the set we gotta have Mario, Luigi, Wario, Waluigi. Yes. It just—it felt like it made sense. So for him to be an assist trophy was just kind of confusing to me. <laughs> I, I mean, at this point, it seems like everyone who's played this game wants Waluigi, and it's crazy to me that Nintendo didn't cave on that. And they'll put Daisy. See, like you can't say it's oh, it's because he never had a game. He's just a sports spinoff character. Hello, Daisy. She's in there, and you could say oh, oh, she's uh, just an Echo character of Peach. <laughs> okay, fine. All right. Perfect. Make Waluigi an Echo of Peach. Think about it. He uses what? a tennis racket. <laughs> he uses random objects that he whacks people with. He could use a pelvic thrust. <laughs> Just make him an Echo of Peach. Easy. Done. Nah, make him an Echo of Captain Falcon. It makes more sense. <laughs> <laughs> Technically, Daisy was... Uh, Mario saved her in Super Mario Land 2? No, the first one. Yes. <laughs> the, Super, the first Super Mario one? Land 2 was actually Wario's introduction. Right. Because he stole Mario's castle or something like that. Okay, so two and three. Okay, I I, I got it. It's a okay. Good. Yeah, go ahead. So Cookie Mama again. That's what that's where my outline is always stood. So Shantae, and I totally would have loved like a uh, Bandana D from Kirby. But hmm. in terms of Deep in heads. terms of DLC, I think it's I think uh I think everything is fine. I I don't really know much about the uh, Terry Bogart or yeah. uh, I do I do like Tekken. I, I I like recently got into Tekken, so Kazuya was like, ah, oh, that's, that's pretty cool. But I didn't really, it was like pretty, I think that's the weakest one for me, honestly. Hmm. Terry had a very awesome trailer. I think, but I think that's what carries Terry. <laughs> like the, the trailers carry. Yeah, it looked cool. But like to me, because I don't really know the character, I'm like, hmm, a, uh, a blonde American looking martial arts guy who dresses in red. Sounds kind of familiar. We already have <laughs> Ken. <laughs> hey, but like that trailer was awesome. <laughs> Um, so who would your number two and three be, John? So my number two, and I think I mentioned this when I talked about the, uh, sending in the vote or whatever it was. So I wanted another Sonic character, preferably Knuckles, could have been Tails, could have been Robotnik. Robotnik, if they had him, could have functioned like Bowser Jr., flies around in a little thing. I was going to say the exact same thing for my, uh, number two, but yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So just another Sonic character, because why only one? He's been on so many Nintendo consoles now. 
I, I remember yeah. thinking when I unlocked Sonic uh, in Brawl that uh, Tails would be a perfect addition, you know, and, you know, partially because it's sort of a trend in Smash Bros. to have, like, the main character from these games, and then their sidekick, uh, you know, you've got Mario and Luigi, you've got uh, Peach and Daisy, you've got uh, Donkey Kong and Diddy Kong, uh, Link, Young Link, Zelda, Ganondorf. So, it, you see where I'm going with this, right? Yeah. Like, it doesn't really make sense that Sonic's a standalone character when you've got so many characters from the Sonic series to choose from. Um, and, yeah, Knuckles would be cool, Robotnik would be cool, but Tails is the sidekick, you know? And it, it would be cool just to get that, like, flight mechanic in place, and I, I feel like there's a decent amount you could do with that. Yeah, like, I'm sure there's plenty of mods that have brought him in, and, well, like I said, Knuckles, too, but I don't see any reason why they couldn't have been in it. Right. And that's to say in place of anybody else. But yeah. So my number three, and I believe I've mentioned this before briefly, because I don't really know if we've talked about this in depth on any of these episodes, but I did make a video about the uh, Crash mobile game where I mentioned Mm. that there was a rumor, obviously not true, (laughs) that Crash Bandicoot would be the first character for the second wave of DLC. I've been saying a long time, okay, you got all the gaming icons of back in the day. You got Mario, you got Sonic, you got Pac-Man, you got Donkey Kong, you got Mega Man, all right? So, where is the former PlayStation icon? Where's Crash Bandicoot? Get him in there! There's so many basic moves that he has that can translate easily to something like Smash. And given the bazooka from Crash 3. But yeah, that's who I've been waiting to see um, at a certain point. When they didn't announce him, like, they had uh, Crash Team Racing come out on the Switch. They had the Insane Trilogy come out on the Switch. Then they had Crash 4 come out on the Switch. And through none of that did they ever make an announcement. And I knew after Crash 4, yeah, his chances are done. And then there was the whole Blizzard Activision controversy. And I knew his chances really were done. (laughs) Not even a me costume. Which you you have said uh, would have further insulted his lack of presence, if I recall correctly. (laughs) Yeah, I feel like if they had a me, me costume, it just would have been like, he's just an afterthought. <laughs> I want to ask, like, I thought we were going to talk about each character separately, because uh, I was going to talk about, because uh, how do y'all feel about, like, each character, each DLC character? Like, I know how you might feel about Min Min, because your association with the whole cry situation you just explained. <laughs> so, <laughs> but, uh, what about Hero? Like, the, I know, like, that was a pretty, that was a pretty, uh, weak one in America. Yeah. But, uh, I saw in Japan, I saw in Japan, people were, like, crying and stuff. So, it was very big over there, which is good for them. And Banjo, I think, was our, you know, hero. You know, since that was, like, our American thing. thing. Yeah, because they announced them back-to-back, right? Or at the same time? I believe so, yeah. Yeah. So, for me, pretty much all of the DLC for Ultimate, I didn't really have any feeling on. Uh, You know what? Except for... uh, Because this one had always been something that was, like, requested as a joke, at least that I'd seen. Minecraft Steve. And when they announced it, I was like, holy shit, they actually went and did it. That's cool. I would try that. So that's like the one out of all of them that I would actually like to try. It literally yeah. crashed Twitter when that when it was announced. Twitter it was a uh, people were blowing up Twitter so much, Twitter actually crashed, which is insane. I think crashed. R- crashed, <laughs> you say. <laughs> I think I think objectively, uh, whether or not this is true, I could be wrong, but I think Steve was probably the character with the biggest impact, that's for sure, since he's the only one that crashed the social media platform. Yeah, well, we should say Steve slash, was it Alex, is the, the female alt? Yes. Yeah. And then uh, Steve is a, 
I think it makes uh, sense. I I didn't think it could happen for multiple reasons, but you know when it now that it's there, it's like it. I think it makes sense. It's it's an undi- undeniably a very big franchise, and if anyone on, on deserves a spot, it's definitely uh, Minecraft. I just yeah, definitely. It's just shocking. <laughs> it was, and that's what's see. I want more characters like that where you would never even think that it's possible. But like what they represent is so huge, or at least their recognizability is so huge. It, and then it's a character where you think, how the hell are they going to do that? That's the kind of shit I like. And that's what we got with, I guess, Sephiroth. <laughs> we were mm, out in Earth. You, know, you didn't ask me what my number three was. <laughs> what was your I number so three? Sp- right. So I was thinking for a minute, maybe Lara Croft would be cool. But oh, yeah. I, I'm honestly not entirely sure if uh, she ever made it a Nintendo appearance or if she was strictly Sony and PC. But that being said, like, I, I feel like she'd be too much of, like, a Link copy, right? Like, I, I mean, there's not too much more you can do with, like, gadgets and tools and stuff, right? So, um, my number three would actually be Spyro. Ah. Because just the character I grew up with seems obvious to me. I can't believe he's not in it, but no one seems to be talking about Spyro. Apparently, Laura Croft is coming to Switch in 2022. Hmm. Oh, cool. Well, Tomb Raider is getting, like, a two Laura Croft titles. Huh. Hmm. Oh, uh, it looks like it's that weird, like over, like a overview game or whatever. Top top gotcha. view game. One of them, I guess. We'll say Modern <laughs> Tomb Raider, very cool. Like you, if you grew up with like the games, you know, uh, with uh, the old eight bit big, ch- uh, you know, basically the uh, Tomb Raider that uh, you know, the Angelina Jolie movie was based. Yeah, exactly. If you grew up with those, it's like a totally different ballpark now. It's almost like a different version of uncharted or like a more mystical well i think they're always pretty expansive in like how you can walk around and do exploration but yeah that that would would be an interesting seat well obviously she would have to use guns like what else would she use so that eliminates her right off the bat what are you talking about joker uses a gun Snake has grenades and a rocket launcher and like a a missile no i mean her tool set's pretty expansive in the newer games like rise she has yeah you know what when they added joker i was like okay all right fine now you gotta add batman (laughs) <laughs> where's uh-huh. Batman yeah actually I mean there have been a bunch of Batman titles that came out on uh, Nintendo so wouldn't be like that far out of the question <laughs> they all, the other rule was they had to be primarily a video game character first that was the other rule <laughs> sorry guys hey Batman Arkham series is a huge game franchise <laughs> I mean I always knew Pokemon as an anime before I knew it as a game that's true I didn't know Pokemon was a game to a Ruby and Sapphire, so right, that no. blew my mind as well. Now that I think about it, how did I not know Pokemon was a video game? Because they were in Smash Brothers. <laughs> but, look, my, I didn't really put a lot of thought to everything as a kid. Yeah, and same deal with Sonic. Like, I, I knew it primarily as an anime before I knew it was a game. Series. Really? Well, that's that's, Which, uh, I, that's weird. That, that's weird. <laughs> I, 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 shouldn't, I shouldn't say anime, because I think it was American animated, but there were a bunch of Sonic series when I was growing up, and... You know, that and there were Oh, you mean the Sonic the Hedgehog, like, original cartoons, like Sonic Says cartoons. Do you mean The Adventures of Sonic the Hedgehog, or do you mean Sonic... Sonic X. Sat-Am, is, uh, known as Sat-Am because it was on Saturday mornings, but it was just, like, called Sonic. Then there was Sonic, Sonic Underground, Underground <laughs> where he's in a rock band. Then there's Sonic X, and uh, then later on we had Sonic Boom, and then there was a Sonic uh, animated video... That came out in like ninety nine. There's another Sonic animated show coming out soon. I forgot what it's called. <laughs> it's gonna be Netflix You're exclusive. Right. It seems. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They all sort of looped <laughs> together for me, but I remember there was one that was particularly memorable where he's like, actually, it, it, it follows like the 
half of the games for the most part where he's like trying to go after and find all the chaos emeralds that's that's not and, that's uh, sonic x <laughs> they okay, had so there was an arc okay. where they were copying adventure into adventure 2 i never yeah, liked because he's, like, like, <laughs> he's like sonic in the real world or something yeah it's like he had this friend chris thorndite the worst oh, animated character kid. ever <laughs> I hate Chris Thorne out of a burning passion. <laughs> but I super digress. <laughs> how did, I gotta know. Uh, how, what, how did y'all feel about Pyramithra? Well, you see, there's something on the internet known specifically as a rule, and there's a certain number to that rule, and that's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> rule 34. Wait, no, I'm sorry. I, no. Well, <laughs> I he, messed I up. Mean, you didn't have to say I it. messed up. I meant to say rule 65, <laughs> but I was thinking about it. Yeah. Well, I saw that and I thought, you know what? People are going to be really happy in that regard. Uh, I don't like Xenoblade. I didn't really... Well, I won't say... I haven't tried Xenoblade Chronicles 2, but I like the first Xenoblade Chronicles. Uh, I guess Pyramithra is a fun character to play as. That's that's where I guess my opinion begins and ends. Like, that's the thing. I'm sure they're all fun enough. It's just... I don't know. They're all meh to me. But again, that's all subjective. It's, I think yeah. it was really funny because I, the first thing, because I don't know anything about Xenoblade Chronicles 2, but apparently Pyra and Mithra are literally swords. Yes, They're like they living are. swords. They are, it's so one it's of those like, anime tropes <laughs> where it's like, what if you had an object that turned into a girl? You could have a girlfriend, finally! <laughs> it was like, so it's like, mean, not only do you put another sword fighter in Smash, you put a character who's literally a sword. <laughs> Yeah, and her, her bust is, like, right where the hilt is, so it's like when you're grabbing the sword, you're grabbing her tits. <laughs> I want to point out, Xenoblade Chronicles 1 is, in, is nothing like Xenoblade Chronicles 2, where, for some reason, you're catching girls and using them like Pokemon, apparently. It's very weird. Uh, I, I, I don't understand how that direction came up in, like, the planning room. Hey, guys, we had this first I mean, game. What we, how we go for the second game? <laughs> gotta catch I them mean, all. it's like what you said before, where it's like... Yeah, so many of these characters, you definitely have a fan base that would go crazy for them, right? Like, it's very subjective. It's very clear that, you know, there are people who are really overjoyed by each one of these releases. Yeah, I think it was a fine addition. Cinema uh, Chronicles, at the end of the day, was a, it was a, I guess, a well-received game. Two, I think it was also well-received regardless, but... I don't really know the full overall opinion. I just know the jokes I heard online, really. I never, I, I think the art direction turned me away from it. So I can't speak on how <laughs> true to the game she is. I know she's not the main character. The main character is uh, the guy who uses her as a sort. But he's a, a me costume. So <laughs> Honestly, all I could think about, which eats consecutive reveal, was it's not Crash. It's not Crash. <laughs> oh, we talked about that a lot. It was very funny. I still haven't finished that art piece. <laughs> yeah, like off recording, we would talk about it every time it happened. It'd be like, so what was your action? And I'd just say, it's not Crash. <laughs> I was like, well, you know, I like Steve. I'm still shocked Waluigi wasn't the final one. It makes no sense. He was, it's like, I I would have loved it. I would have accepted it, but it makes no sense. I thought the only way the Smash DLC would end if they had someone as big as Bayonetta. Because Bayonetta, when it was revealed, was a very, it was uh, undeniably the biggest, uh, one of the biggest things that happened for Smash Brothers. And it was, I think they need to match, I think they would need to match that hype. And it was like, the only way they could do that to me would have been someone like Sora. Which I, at the time, thought, what is an impossibility because I believe Disney owns Sora or something. Or has, like, partnership, partner, part, like a part ownership of Sora? I, I mean, it's a Kingdom Hearts character, right? Yeah, so. plus his Keyblade literally has the uh, Mickey Mouse emblem on on the end of it as a, as a keychain, which... <laughs> 
So, yeah. which so honestly, Disney must have been paid off for that inclusion, right? Like they must be getting something out of that deal. I'm surprised they didn't re- replace it with like a crown keychain or something, or give him a different keyblade. Or uh, honestly, if if anything, but well, that pissed off the diehards. I don't know the details, but I would have loved to be in like the. I would love to be in the conversation of can we have Sora? It's crazy because he was the original. Yeah, as I said earlier, he was the original winner of the ballot. So like. It's kind of funny that this is probably going to work for a while, even when a when a, the former president of Nintendo was still alive. Right. No, I mean, I'd have I'd have to assume they spent some time just clearing that decision. Like, I, I mean, they clearly saw the fan reaction and wanted to include them. So I had to wonder how far back yeah, they, they, they had this done, since they said they already had like all the characters selected for the most part, right? So, like, how long were they working on it? Or was it as hard as people think it is? Maybe Disney was like, "It's really cool, sure, whatever." We don't. I don't know. <laughs> Speaking to how far back people wanted this, I remember playing one of those uh, fan-made Smash games way before 4 came out called Super Smash Flash. Um, actually, Smash Super Flash Smash two. Flash 2. And so in it, they have Sora. They have like a few anime characters. Like I think one from Full Metal Alchemist was in it. They got and Luffy. of course, they have Goku. <laughs> and I just remember playing and I'm like, well, this isn't a real game, but, you know, <laughs> this is pretty cool. It's pretty interesting. I'm having Goku beat the shit out of Mario. That's kind of why I wanted Bandana D, because they had him in Smash Bros. 2, and I was like, yeah, Bandana D, it makes sense. Could have a fourth Kirby character. <laughs> yeah. So, our, as they're going along the second Fighter's Pass, they, they announced Sephiroth, and I'm like, but we already have Final Fantasy 7. How much Final Fantasy 7 do you need with all the Final Fantasy 7? They have a, a remake, and they're having multiple parts. <laughs> I What's think, with all the final? F- and I'm I like, it's just so- <laughs> another sword guy. Okay, it's a pointy thing. I guess it's more of a. Um, no, I think what, what do you so- call those things that knights joust with? Uh, a, what, the lance? a lance? What's a lance? No, Does he have a lance or is it a sword? That's a long sword. This is a really okay. long sword. So I don't know anything about Final Fantasy like at all, really. I, but I do know about Sephiroth. And Sephiroth is not like. Is he's different from the other sword fighters? Because I guess people people were saying he's like the sword fighter. I don't. I never heard of that one before. <laughs> it's such a weird addition. Like I never expected first for them to put another Final Fantasy two, yes, another one uh, from seven, Square three <laughs> for it to be freaking Edge Lord to the max. Sephiroth. Like at that point, I expected Shadow the Hedgehog to be next. No, nah, we got Pyramithra. We got we got sword. We got- <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, that was the point. I was like, okay, I'm I'm done. <laughs> yeah, Square fans got it good. They got Hero, uh, all f- not the oh yeah, I forgot. Hero was not only just like the Luminary from like Dragon from like the most recent Dragon Quest. It was also like three other heroes from other like fan favorite games, I believe. Which was even which is really crazy the fact that they did that as well. Then the Gorsora Square Square fans they were eating good during Ultimate. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, I hope they enjoyed it. And when Surak came out, when that was announced, I was like, okay. I know that's been hugely requested. I'm fine with that. I just think it should have been, well, I guess the way you've reasoned it now, where they had to end off on a high note, that makes sense to me. But I just thought they should have had that earlier. Really, what I felt was they should have had him and not these other characters like the Fire Emblem one. There's so many of those. Why do you need another? Why do you need Sephiroth? (laughs) I think Byleth was like, I thought that was an inevitability, but here's what I thought would happen. I thought... Byleth would be like a bonus DLC character, just like with Corrin, because Corrin was also outside yeah. of the whole like requested character thing. They just kind of that was clearly like an advertisement or whatever. It was <laughs> but, a shameless plug. Yeah, but you know, Corrin themselves is a fun. It's all fun, I guess. But 
I just kind of assumed that Byleth would be. But the fact that Byleth was at the end of the pass, it didn't mean that much to me because there was another pass coming. So I was like, yeah, whatever. Byleth's the last character. Who cares? Just, we got another pass with probably more characters that people want. No. Do you think the first pass or the second pass is bigger? I would say probably the second pass because we got Minecraft Steve, Sephiroth, and then Sora. Yeah. And the first pass we got like... we yeah, got definitely the second one. <laughs> we got Joker. I don't know. It's, it's like an equal amount of hype if you ask me. Because, like, uh, I don't know how big Terry Bogart is, but Banjo, Banjo, Hero, and Joker, like, the reactions to those were all big. Oh, I should say, I was glad Banjo got in. Like, that's another character where I never played the game, so I have no attachment to it, but I knew a lot of people had been wanting it for a while. Because I remember somebody did, I don't know if it was on Reddit, I think it was Reddit, they did a poll of people to find out who they voted for in the ballot, and Banjo was up there. So I was like, oh, yeah, that's cool, because it's this wacky-looking, goofy character where you would think... How are they going to work that in? So, I- I'm always cool with things like that. It's kind of funny when you think about the order of things. We had, like, Joker. Then we had Hero, Banjo. Then, like, with the second pass, it was, like, Min Min, Steve, Sephiroth. <laughs> ah, such a weird mix-up. <laughs> I think even despite if you had any disappointments with the roster as it is, it's still one of, if not the greatest crossover fighting rosters it's of like, all time. It's 90 characters. It's 90, 90 characters. Or is it like 80 something? Uh, I think they say 89, but that's because they count Pyramithra wow. as a single character. <laughs> I think they say it's 90 if you count Pyramithra as separate <laughs> characters. <laughs> yeah, that that is insane. Like that way beat the record. I don't know. Well, I don't know if it was a record, but Marvel versus Capcom two had a ton. I think it was like 52 or something or 56. And then uh, Ultimate Marvel versus Capcom three had 48, I believe. Which that's also a good one. And then Mortal Kombat 11 has a lot of crossovers. That's right. They did. They just added Joker for some reason. <laughs> they also yes, had Joker, Joker in their game. <laughs> Joker? Joker? What's going on? Where's all the Jokers coming from? I think Sora was definitely a... Uh, it was perfect. Because, I mean, I don't know how much how y'all feel about Kingdom Hearts or how much y'all know about it. But uh, it's pretty big. Played. Pretty big. <laughs> Basically not. <laughs> if you need to... <laughs> I won't get into Kingdom Hearts. We'll be here all day. But it's pretty big, you know, in popularity. It makes complete sense. Yeah, I know that much. It brings us one step closer to bringing Disney together with Nintendo, which is essentially the Disney of games. Disney versus Nintendo. That's the that's Smash 7 <laughs> or 6 or whatever. You know, I've always been saying, like, when are they going to make Mario Kart 9? Just make it Smash Kart. What if uh... it's <laughs> Disney Nintendo Kart? <laughs> We're never getting Mario Kart 9. They're going to release that. We're not getting another Mario Kart to the next Nintendo console. We got Deluxe. If we get another Mario Kart, I'll honestly be surprised. I would love another Mario Kart. Yeah. I love Mario Kart. We already we do have Link in Mario Kart Deluxe, as well as Inkling. So, is that out of the question? And, though? um, and, uh, what's her name? The is, dog Isabel? from Animal Crossing. Yes, Isabel, yes. who's also in Smash. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. Oh, and then put Doom Guy as a me costume That's so people can. Oh, we didn't even ta- we didn't their, even talk uh, about the me costumes. <laughs> their Doom Guy Isabel fantasies. Okay, so like, which me costume do you see that was like a heart shattering one? Like us, like a. I know my friend; he really wanted Dante from uh, in, in Smash Four. And honestly, I remember thinking for a while, I was like, "We're totally getting Dante, right?" Because they just released all th- the first three games, and I think the fourth game yeah. on Switch. No. It's like that's like a sign. We're tra- we're putting Dante on there. <laughs> Right? Yeah, because they had said in a tweet, they said, mark your calendars, this day will be special. And it was like the same day they were going to have a Smash announcement, so everyone's like rubbing their hands, oh. thinking, oh boy, <laughs> here it comes. And then it's like, 
hey, the old games again is getting a port. It's just the port. Oh, that's it. <laughs> so, but like, uh, shoot, where, I forgot where I was going. What was I saying? <laughs> League was the most. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So y'all don't know anything. I'm assuming you guys don't know anything about Undertale. Oh, that one I've was interesting. It. I've beaten it twice. Oh, sick. Uh, yeah, Sans is a weird choice. <laughs> that was amazing. I, it, <laughs> I, had... <laughs> I, I mean, look, I like the character, but it would be nice to have a full-fledged Sans instead of just... Uh, look, yeah. I was honestly surprised yeah. that he was, like, even, like, referenced, cause, because I, it was always, like, the meme joke. What if Sans got into Smash? So it was like, I'm just sitting there in my seat, and then suddenly I hear Megalovania. I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I think the like, music being included is more <laughs> hype than the costume itself. They even included a remix of the of his theme. It's crazy. Yep. yep. <laughs> uh, uh, did Undertale ever actually have a Nintendo release? Yeah, I, I have. I, I, I have it on Switch. I have it physically right in front of me. Yeah. I'm, okay. I I haven't played it yet. They have, <laughs> huh. It's right here in my hand. Well, there you go. <laughs> well, for me, the most disappointing costume, which is to say that it's disappointing that it was just a costume, was uh, I think Knuckles. Knuckles. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not sure who else was a costume. I know zero. Knuckles and tails. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. When I saw that, I was like, ah, uh, missed opportunities. Oh man. And then they had. <laughs> was it zero as a no? Zero is an assist trophy and and a costume. I think. Cuphead was also. <laughs> I was going to oh, say yeah, Cuphead, Cuphead and Shantae. Uh, yeah. Who else was it? There was like the Assassin's Creed guy. That was also an outfit. There was they, that. Yeah, that is, Travis mm. Touchdown was a character. <laughs> it was a me costume. Where's Master Chief me costume? Mm. Nah, he. I don't <laughs> think. Nah, I think. I think they peaked with me costumes at like at uh, at Undertale. It's just like it's a phenomenal game that, I, and I was happy. You know, Halo <laughs> Infinite is coming out, and there's no reason why they can't still release more post game content in the form of like. Nah, costumes. they said that they. They said that was it. I think after a couple of patches, they're probably never going to touch that game again. It's gonna. You really think so? Because I think at this point, this game was designed to be like the Smash game to last. I think in the future they'll just add on to it if they ever re-release it. I c- I can see a re-release, like maybe like the next next Nintendo thing, and they don't have nothing. But I also don't feel like that would happen. It feels weird to think about. It's like the only time I can think of that Nintendo doing something like that is like Mario Kart Deluxe, and I guess all the Switch ports because no one played them on Wii U anyway. But like, yeah. <laughs> that's like the difference between the Switch and the Wii U is that no one played the Wii U. That's why we port the games over. But it's like while we port it on a different console, if it's already like if everyone has a Switch or something like that, maybe that's the idea I'm going with. <laughs> I don't know. I I guess I can see it. Yeah, well, there's also the thing where I know one of the reasons they didn't make another Mario Kart is because it sold a lot on the Switch, and it's like, why would they want to cut into the market of a game that's already been made and is selling well? Mario Kart 8, only recently, I think like this week, just surpassed Mario Kart Wii in sales. Hmm. So... Uh, still, still doing it. So I don't, Mario Kart. Do, do they even have to make Mario Kart Nine? They're probably thinking, like I would want probably. them to. Probably, <laughs> but money talks. I still want to see it. Yeah. So I don't know if you had more to your uh, list of DLCs that you would have had, but I still have some because I actually <laughs> like made out a full twelve. Almost. Oh, dude, I was pretty satisfied with what they gave me. I didn't know what I wanted. I had like my three things, which unfortunately Shantae is a me outfit, which is very sad. <laughs> oh, we oh Shovel Knight's an assist trophy. I guess I didn't. Even, I, I I don't know what I was talking about. Shovel Knight's an assist trophy. That sucks, but it's cool that you got represented, which is good. <laughs> I don't mm-hmm. know. This is 
I th- yeah, they just kind of gave me what I wanted. They, I didn't know I wanted Joker because if you ever asked me, yo, what they put Joker in Smash? I would have said, that's stupid. Stop talking to me. What are you talking about? Don't waste my time. That would, <laughs> you yeah. say, would, would they put Banjo? Of course not. Impossible. Would they put Byleth? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> exactly. Minecraft, Minecraft Steve? No. <laughs> Kazuya from Tekken? Minecraft Steve? That sounds crazy enough that it just <laughs> may happen, but probably not. Oh. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> there it is. I would have never in a thousand <laughs> yeah. years said Sephiroth. I think that was like the coolest thing. Uh, there was a lot of characters I would have never assumed would happen, or yeah. at least in the majority, I would have never assumed would happen. I guess I'm biased, right? Because I say they should add characters where you would never expect them, yet if it's a anime-looking sword character, I'm like, mm-mm, shake my head at that. <laughs> but it's all characters that we would never expect. No one in their right, no one, not a single person actually set Sephiroth in their life in regards to Smash Brothers. I don't believe yeah. they did. Well, <laughs> like the, the Fire Emblem and the Xenoblade, I f- those weren't a surprise to me. Well, actually, Xenoblade Chronicles 2 was a surprise because they said the reason they didn't put in Rex the first time, which was the main character, they said the games were made side by side, so it was too late to add the character by the time Ultimate was finished. That's kind of why they never put him in, and that's how he ended up being a me costume. Hmm. So I, it was, I guess that was pretty big for Xenoblade Chronicles 2 fans because they kind of at the time were like, uh, we're never get, we're not getting a Xenoblade Chronicles 2 character anyway since they already talked about that in the past about, oh, we can't put them in. It's, we were working side by side. It's too late. So that was, I guess, a surprise. <laughs> yeah. So the ones I would have picked if I could have full control, uh, I gave you the first three. I said Waluigi, two, a Sonic character, and three, Crash. Crash was really my number one. Like if they had announced him... And showed the full trailer and everything. Like, at that second, I would have ran out and gotten a Switch. Like, that's how much <laughs> I wanted him in. That's, that would have been full Ryu level, jump out of my seat, cut a tree down. <laughs> you would have grabbed the axe, cut the tree down, pulled, like, lift the tree off your car, call GameStop while you're speeding on the highway. <laughs> have it ready for me when I get there. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Alright, so, four. Another, I, I think it might have been PlayStation, but I think he was multi-plat rayman mm. that would have you know been what cool to see. i for- i forgot about rayman and honestly you keep saying crashes he, he definitely <laughs> made appearances on way he yeah he definitely would have qualified oh yeah i loved all the rayman fans making the memes of rayman washing the dishes with like different character reveals in the background yeah <laughs> yeah he's t- isn't one of them he's talking to crash right i don't know i saw like a comic they were like in a bar is that what you mean I don't know. I just remember uh, there's like <laughs> one picture where it's Rayman talking to Crash, and they're like, "So you didn't get yours either, huh?" <laughs> I saw one. It was like Joker. St- they were talking about like, "Oh, Joker stole an invitation." Like in a tweet, is the way he stole an invitation, and people were drawing art of Joker stealing invitations from different people. It's like yeah. Crash goes out to check his mail, <gasps> and it's like, "Huh?" It's like, <laughs> no, no. you see Joker in the distance. <laughs> right. Ah. Okay, so number five. So the next one I had was a Pokemon I've been wanting to see. So for a number of reasons. One, uh, Gen 3, it's from Gen 3, was the first uh, Pokemon game I actually played. So I have nostalgia for that. And two, there's no really interesting grass type fighter they have in the game. Like they have a couple fire types. They have their psychics. Hey, they, they, got, Pikachu, in, in Ivy, they got Ivysaur. <laughs> Ivysaur sucks. <laughs> sucks big what? Ball. <laughs> Hey, stop. Hey, what is Venusaur? <laughs> what do you what have, what do you, do? you do? You're just a plant. Shut up, man. <laughs> so I wanted to see Sceptile, or alternatively Grovile, because those are like my favorite grass type. They're the ones I always pick when I play Gen 3. Maybe because Ash used it in the show, but <laughs> yeah, I, th- I thought that would have been cool. Okay. 
Next. We already mentioned this one. Dante. Yes. You have Bayonetta. <laughs> you want sword characters? Put Dante. <laughs> Why not? It's it's kind of funny. I feel like uh, with sword fighters, it's like, well, we want less of them. And then we got like, you know, four more, like four or five more sword fighters. Steve is a sword fighter, technically. <laughs> I didn't even think of that. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh, uh, Dante, the, the Dante memes are crazy. I always love seeing those. Like, what the hell is this? <laughs> yeah. So next, this kind of goes along with the whole big fighting game series. Main character, game is on, is on a Nintendo console, Scorpion from Mortal Kombat. Okay, I figured you had to throw in a couple Mortal Kombat yeah, characters. I thought that was coming. You had Mortal Kombat on the Super Nintendo, and yeah. and Mortal Kombat 11 got a Switch port. I thought, that's perfect. You could have Scorpion. Why not? Who doesn't want to see him throw his spear right through Mario's head? Get over here! <laughs> Whoa! Mortal Kombat did literally create the ESRB. Yeah. So is uh, Sub-Zero an alternate skin for Scorpion in this uh, version of the game? or I don't think so, because their moves, no. or their special moves are rather different. Sub-Zero's a me costume. What? He's a me oh, costume. Oh, you mean, Scorp- yeah, hypothetically. <laughs> <laughs> He's released alongside. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that would be okay. Uh, next. And this one might be a bit of an obscure reference, but for anyone who's played a game in the series, you would know. The Double Dragons. From the Double Dragon series, which was one of the original beat-em-up games, I think, ever. It was originally arcade, I'm pretty sure, but then it got a port on the NES, and I was playing it a bunch recently. But yeah, I think you could rightfully call that like one of the fathers of beat-em-up games. Specifically, the fathers of the next one on my list, Streets of Rage. We played Streets mm. of Rage 4. I would have liked to see one of those characters get a spot. I guess you could say I'm biased towards beat-em-up type things. Right. Well, you know, they do blend pretty well towards the genre, too. Would be nice to see some other fighting styles in Smash Bros. Yeah. Uh, Before I give my last one, ones I would have kept as, like, I guess I I would have chosen them, even if I didn't know they were coming out, would have been Minecraft and Banjo. Hmm. Same. So the last one on my list, sort of in the beat-em-up genre. Now, hear me out. We kind of talked about this earlier. There was a game that uh, I was pretty hype for it to be represented in Smash 4. So you had Punch-Out representation. So I think would have been great as a character to see Mike Tyson from Mike Tyson's <laughs> Punch-Out. I, okay. I don't think that would have worked. <laughs> Why not? Uh, I, I, think that been I think he's definitely not a, originally a video game character. <laughs> he is. He's from Mike oh, Tyson's Punch-Out. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> did he materialize with the game? <laughs> uh, sure. No, put in Mr. Sandman as the closest thing. He's <laughs> from Punch-Out. That guy's just in place of Mike Tyson. Everybody knows it. <laughs> he's from Philly. Uh, this is for, he's for me. <laughs> for that matter, why not put Rocky Balboa? <laughs> I was just thinking, like, if you want a Philly boxer, gotta go with Rocky, right? Yeah. Well, I, meant like a video, I meant like the video game boxer. <laughs> he was, he was a, from Philadelphia in Punch-Out. <laughs> but yeah, so that would have been my list. Okay. Mainly Crash would have been the one that would have really sold me. I guess if, I guess now that you now that you said it a few times, I can't remember. I did kind of agree with you if I would would want Crash in Smash Brothers, and I I think I said my I think I said I would have preferred if like we got Crash and Coco was like the alt skin or something, like you know like a yeah. 
since they since they are like they switch you can switch between them in like the the remakes in Crash Four. Right, right. And his uh, his final smash would have been the uh, you know he gets the mask and the invincibility or something. Whatever, it would have worked. <laughs> but we'll have to save that for Smash Ultimate Two. <laughs> <laughs> smash Endgame. When he's a me costume. No, oh, when he's an assist trophy and <laughs> Waluigi's just a sticker. A goddamn sticker. <laughs> oh, that would be very unfortunate. Okay, so I think we've said literally everything we could possibly say on this. I could totally say more, but you probably would have stopped. <laughs> Can I at least, well, we, we should mention some. We never talked about, I guess, the uh, the spirit. I guess I'll, I'll be quick. This Smash Brawl's uh, Subspace Emissary. You, we never talked about a world of light. Is uh, that- <laughs> I mean, is it really that much to talk about? As far as I heard, <laughs> it kind of has the the story cutscenes, but it's just normal fights. It's not any sort of platforming thing like the other adventure it's modes. longer and more needless than it needs to be. It's like a very big event mode. That's what it is to me. I don't think it's... Yeah. It's a very long event mode. <laughs> yeah, it's basically what it is. And then I was going to... we never. I guess I was going to say spirits are also like people are trying to say spirits confirm characters. Which was apparently spirits were just the most annoying thing to me. Which people, which was, which was not true because it was like I think they were completely you know, unnecessary. I think there was it was already like a Mimmin spirit and Pyramithra spirit and stuff like that. There so was those that. were in place of trophies. Yeah, the spirits were in place yeah. of trophies. They're like they were like the stickers from from Brawl essentially. They had they operate that same way. So obviously, th- with so many characters, they had to cut down time on development. So no 3D modeling for the trophies. No specific. Uh, break the targets for any of them. Why didn't they bring back board the freaking platforms? <laughs> I would have loved board the platforms and race to the finish. Yeah. Well, I guess they technically added something like that, but it's not as fun as race to the finish. <laughs> that was something I thought four lacked was the side modes weren't great. Like smash tour. I didn't really like it. Uh, smash run would have been the obvious. They should have, I don't know why they didn't put that in smash four as well. Uh, there's also every classic mode in, in classic mode. Every character has their own set of like, uh, matches and stuff like uh kirby will fight people who eat a lot of things or we fit trainer will fight all the fat characters stuff like that <laughs> so like, there's also that to mention huh. like sora for example like I, of course i tried to when sora came out he fights all like the uh characters that look like they're they could be like heartless or something or uh-huh. references to like kingdom hearts like or a cloud who you actually fight in kingdom hearts and sephiroth <laughs> stuff well not sephiroth because the dlc characters aren't in the classic mode fights but whatever <laughs> And I guess that's... <laughs> anyway. I think that's pretty much it. <laughs> I guess that's all I can say. <laughs> With all that being said, let's close it out here. AB Music... Oh, I, you know, you I didn't say even uh, follow us on yet. the... Yeah, <laughs> follow us on all the sources. UtterlyNonsense.com. Go check us out. Um, yeah, if you stuck around this long, you must actually like listening to us. So uh, help support the show. We don't take any sort of, uh, you know finance or anything for this. We do not accept no money. No advertisers whatsoever. Uh, we do not have a Patreon. No. Uh, <laughs> don't have a Patreon. Don't have a, don't have a join button. Venmo don't have or, a... Sub- yeah. Well, we do have a subscribe button, but it doesn't cost you anything. Yeah, so it's all free. You're just basically helping us out. And no one can buy you a coffee either, huh? Send me a switch in the mail. <laughs> <laughs> and with all that being said, Ape and Music, play us out. <laughs>